0: this episode, we talked to David Gerard with Junk Spirit Games, and we talked to Kyle Lang with Item Woodworks. Roll the dice. Hey, nerds! Yeah. It's Geeks of Cascadia. Geeks of Cascadia. Geeks of Cascadia. Exclusive tabletop gaming podcast for the uh, Pacific Northwest. All levels of gamers. long Gaming. <laughs> there will definitely be
1: some Beth. That's probably our A best. Lot That's of best man our best
0: Dungeons. feature. You are listening to the Geeks of Cascadia podcast. This podcast is brought to you by OrcaCon. This section of the podcast is brought to you by Around the Table, Linwood's premier game store and hangout for game lovers of all ages. Buy a game, play one of ours, or join us for a drink. Whichever you choose, you'll have a great time. Around the Table Game Pub. Now back to our show. Hey, geeks! Blue Samurai here. It's episode 57. 57? Like the ketchup? Wow. Yes. Catsup. Yes.
2: I am with. Rebeculous. And I am
1: with. I am still Paul.
0: And we have a lovely episode for you today. It's just darling. Mm-hmm. Yes.
3: It's cute.
1: Tiny and cute. It's
3: cute.
0: We've got uh, our good friend, famous game designer, David Gerard. Yes. Will
1: be with us. Always fun to talk to. Always
0: and we fun. have a vendor. Um, a vendor. Right? A vendor? Well, not not Ooh, vendor. Sorry, I say vendor. He is an artist. He's a, yes, he's an artist. He's <laughs> a coworker.
1: Um, from yes, Item right. Woodworks, uh-huh. he um, hand makes um, dice boxes and dice cages yes. using only hand tools, no uh-huh. power tools. He just uses his hands. He, uses, so he yes, karate yes, chops. He chops. Yes, uh-huh. these boxes and stuff. <laughs> and so uses reclaimed wood, really? so it's yes. totally cool. Uh-huh. Yeah.
0: yeah.
2: Reclaimed from where?
1: Reclaimed from old unused wood. Mm-hmm. Being like
2: from,
0: haunted basilicas. Or maybe cool you, you pay extra like for that. that. I think
1: if you want your dice to be cursed, then you get the haunted ones. Mm-hmm.
0: He's, is he the one with the dice jail? I can't remember. Yes. Oh, okay. Yes. Dice jail. Right.
1: You need some dice jail. I need some dice jail. <laughs> I need like that five when dice jail. When
0: I'm DMing, I need a dice jail. Yes, definitely. I don't know
1: what the deal is with that. I, the same thing for me last week. It's like, Why is that? I don't do, know. I do think
0: subconsciously we just. Cause I think you're psyching yourselves out. want the players
1: well, I, to I do use or? I do use entirely different dice. You do? Yeah, I do use the dice that came in the starter kit and the essentials kit when I'm DMing
2: all random hmm. I almost called you guys bad words
1: it's all random <laughs> cornholes
2: I is that a censored I word you were the cornhole no. master
1: cornhole? No. you won the cornhole, t- cornhole tournament I
2: did pretty well at cornhole yes those were good times oh so yeah it was a good day throwing axes playing cornhole
1: drinking beer mm-hmm. yeah. hashtag Everett
0: yes but those were <laughs> games games no but if you want to check out tabletop games, you gotta to go to a convention. You don't have to, but we no. go to conventions. You <laughs> go to your game store. So this is a horrible Acc- segue, but I'm trying. Oh, oh what do you oh, got?
1: Yes. For t- uh, what I have Acc- Acc- once again. Axe throwing could as be a
2: tabletop game.
1: Expect there we it go. It
2: could be if you make it one. Well,
1: time. there's not a whole lot going on in tabletop gaming okay. in the Pacific Northwest. This m- upcoming couple weeks, we do have some fun conventions though. We've got Washington t- State Toy Show in Puyallup at the Fairgrounds, November second. Um, it looks really cool. They've got a bunch of you know, vintage and modern toys and collectibles.
2: Look at the abs on Liono.
1: Well, Liono is ripped. Well, so is the Incredible I o oh,
2: They are all ripped, huh? His yeah. hair, though.
1: His hair. These guys aren't yeah. ripped though. They're like stormtroopers or something. No. She's. My, I can't tell if she's ripped. i don't know. it's just that's a weird um. Um, cobra thing on her head. I don't understand what's going on there. Do you know
2: there. what little super heroine that is with the little cobra thing on her head?
1: No. Okay, it's yeah. is a vintage and modern toys sold over a uh, hundred vendors featured at 150 plus tables. Toys, action figures, diecast, Legos, collectibles, video games, comic books. And it's early bird ticket holders at nine, and then ten a.m. for all local people. Oh my god, that for would make me
2: drool. Regular that people, that just seems actually really fun. Where is that?
1: That is at the the Washington. The Washington heard it State Fairgrounds. Yes. Many different ways. Puyallup. <laughs> Puyallup. Oh, oh, is how we awesome. yes, generally it say it. So that's looking super fun. It does look super fun. Coming up in Portland, November eighth through tenth is Oricon. Portland, Maine. Portland, Oregon. Okay. Did I forget to specify You again? did. I just want so everyone to know. So don't go to Portland, Maine for this. And you go to, I'm sure it's a fine place well, to go. Have they, might,
2: they might, they might <laughs>
0: too. We do have a listener from um, North Virginia, so. Okay, well, they might That's, go up yeah, he, there. He's not Portland, Maine. No. But, no, but it's close. But he it's might. closer.
2: There might be one there closer too.
0: closer to Maine than to Oregon. I'm yes.
2: i sure Maine certainly. has its share of cons.
1: Oricon, however, <laughs> is. Oregon's premier fan run annual science fiction fantasy convention held in Portland since 1979 Mm. back when science fiction was invented, I think. Wow. (laughs) Um, They're 100% volunteer. Mm -hmm. They're a 501c3 which is really cool. And uh, it's going to be at the red line at Jansen Beach. I wonder
0: how long it took them to get
1: (laughs) No. Oh,
0: inside joke. Anyway, what else? (laughs)
1: Um, We have coming up also, where's my next tab? I don't know what this is. I'm hoping one of you knows what it is. Short Run Comics and Arts Festival. I get that it's It's a comics, comics. and art festival. I don't know what short run means.
2: It's the opposite of a long run. I mean, is it one. Just, just like it's a like, four, like, like, like a, a, mile. Mile. Like, like a four-panel
1: yeah. comic? Yeah. I don't know, but it looks really cool. That is at... Um, that looks fun. That's in Seattle. Mm-hmm. And it's at the Fisher Pavilion at Seattle Center. Nice. It looks to me like It's free. It's on November 9th from 11 to 6, but there's also stuff happening earlier in the yes, week. If so they're it's not free,
0: just go there and tell them that's still Paul
1: Sanchez. So, Paul Sanchez, you, you get in for free. Yep. After, after they laugh yeah, at you yeah. for a
2: few minutes, um, they might let you in. And go to
1: shortrun.org to get more details on it. Their website's a little bit confusing, so you might have to dig. Um, other than that, there's not much going on currently. We do have coming up in January, though, and I know what days is it? it is. It's the 10th through the 12th. OrcaCon.
2: Hey, Ooh, your shirt says hey. OrcaCon. My shirt says OrcaCon it. on it, and it's yes. pink. Here's it's a pink. guy who's secure. That's
1: right, um, and it's gonna be super fun. We got lot. We got, we have rooms left at the OrcaCon rate. I'm pretty sure. Um, I got one. You got I one. I finally That's got. Great. One. That's great. Yeah. That's good. That supports the con, and you get to stay and drink if you want to.
2: I haven't asked for the time off yet. I better do that. You better do that. It's oh, just,
1: just, just, just Friday. You don't work on Saturday or Sunday.
2: No, I don't. <laughs> I'm feeling sick in advance.
1: Yes, by the way. Um, so this is super fun. Let's cover some guests here. Our, our artist guest of honor is, is Aaron Socks. You might know him as Pop Muertos. Go ahead and search that on Instagram. Very cool. Um, we've got Misha B. Misha Bushager is a longtime gamer and designer working on making sure the next generation of geeks sees themselves represented. Totally cool. And Sarah Guide. Uh, Sarah is a ginormous Trekkie and all-around geek. She's appeared on the Trek panels across the country and internationally. You can also catch her on various Trek podcasts, as well as Deep Space Nine documentary, What We Left Behind. So, totally cool. That's just a little blurb on some of the things that are going on at Rekikon coming up.
4: Nate.
1: And, of course, a bunch of board games. And food trucks. Food trucks. Always food trucks. Uh-huh.
2: Gosh, I'm hungry.
1: I, I just ate. It was a salad. It was, it was good.
2: Don't talk about the country food trucks it'll just make me there's hangry. a coffee truck <sighs> oh you want food
1: trucks i can tell i let up here pretty quick
2: what did i just
1: say i don't know food trucks just click go to orcon.org and click hotel and go to food trucks and you got bean fish bean fish is the best because it's the little japanese filled waffle things um a little jesus super dogs
0: but you must right? i just not do
2: you have those each have day have you not breakfast? had them
1: sure. did you not have them they were delicious I didn't know oh God! They were so. They were. They were. Everyone says this about every food truck, but these things were the best.
0: Okay, I will have one. Bean I'll,
1: Fish Food Truck. They've hunt them down.
0: I will do that.
1: It's really all I will have. Do
0: we need
2: to? Do we need to bring? It's them more fun there? if you hunt them down.
1: That's mm-hmm. okay. the convention's most so dangerous game. They're hiding game. behind the cars the, you have to <laughs> find them, and the. Then you get your meal. And they, then they throw, throw, throw sure. a waffle fish at you. And that's all I have for copies. All right.
0: What
2: do we got for game news? That's pretty thorough. Okay. Well, in case you forgot, my wow, theme is space. While well, I try and be prepared. Today's theme is space. Every once space. in a while. Today's theme is space. Okay. And it actually wasn't as it was easier last time, last week. I should have anyway. Uh, so, first game I was looking at is called The Menace Among Us by Smirk and Dagger Games. Uh, it uh, takes place in deep space where your ship has broken down. That is not a good thing. Not only are you floating listlessly. No lists. Not even a grocery list. But there is an air leak, and it's a race to repair the ship and get going again. However, there are those in the crew masquerading as loyal friends and crew members who are actually imposters and purposely trying to sabotage your ship. That's just not nice. But that's what they're doing. Uh, Their only goal is to kill the crew by force or asphyxiation. Can you identify them in time and eliminate the threat, or will you succumb to the menace among us
4: dun, dun, dun.
2: thank you uh, it is a 40 to 60 minute uh, asymmetrical card game four to eight players each player uh, will have a deck based on your agenda and your choice of character um, this is a quote from the, the website this game is more focused on how well you play versus the metagame of how well you role play your innocence which supposedly results in a meteor strategic game so. Uh, a thrilling... I like semi-cooperative. You don't have to cooperate if you don't want to. It's just semi-cooperative. I like to have choices to not cooperate with others. Anyway, The <laughs> Menace Among uh, Smirk and Dagger games. That was cute. Uh, I don't have as much detail on the other ones because you had to watch videos for them all, and that was weird to me. But um, Oracle is a game by Brian Corbett. Uh, it is a game about the end of the universe and what creatures will survive the rebirth. Oh, wow. So the apocalypse is coming, and there are uh, five or six or seven planets, I guess however many players there are, and you have to find the Oracle. And the one who finds the Oracle first lives, and all the other planets die. And then you take oh. on roles of aliens, and you fight to retain the Oracle and start to rebuild. And it's It's fighting, and it's mental stuff and strategy wow. and fighting with actual weapons. Not actual weapons. Actual pretend wow. weapons. So and this game uh, could be
0: dangerous. It could be.
2: And it takes yeah. place in space. It's Oracle, uh, also a game from uh, Pandasaurus Games called Godspeed. Uh, it's a very brief description. It says the space race was a lie. It is a strategy game set in an alternate 1960s space race. I did not watch the video. That sounds fun. Yeah, I thought that was fun enough so it's just like, to mention.
1: Like Capricorn One.
2: Possibly. Okay. I think you need to uh, perhaps check this out.
1: Seems like you would. Sounds know. cool.
2: Uh, there's a game from Brooklyn by this gal, Sarah Rowan. It's called Soothsayer. It's not really space, but it's kind of it's kind space-agey, and it's uh, 25% funded. Mm-hmm. You're you're reading the stars and interpreting the constellations, and you're performing celestial rituals. And I did watch the video, and I still don't know how you win. <laughs> so someone will have to, to find that out for themselves, I guess. Uh, this... Doesn't technically fall into the space category, but it was so freaking cute. I actually kind of want to contribute to this one. Icarus Games, Three Minutes to Freedom, is the name of the game. It's super fast-paced. It's just a card game. It's it's kind of a thing where you do what the card tells you, and hijinks ensue. Uh, it's fast-paced, fun, and slightly insane, and involves dancing cow, dancing sheep, alien cows, cabbages, lasers, and rockets. And I thought with the alien cows that qualified for this it topic. Does. Yeah, yes, uh, the last one alive wins isn't
1: it that's fine yeah it's pretty final that's every
2: game should have that last one alive. but then yes. you're all
1: alone it's early winning think, well. unless you just want to read a book
2: and then uh yeah you could do that i guess and then lastly uh up on kickstarter quest for gaia Ga- gaia right i so I've always pronounced it Gaia. Uh, a new world has been found. Different alien races vie to make it their new home. Each one has their own unique quirks and differences. In the end, one will reign supreme. That's what's going on in Quest for Gaia, a new board game up on Kickstarter now by by somebody, by someone. someone by game make Maker big... X. Game Maker X. And, you know, yeah. this isn't space-related, but I just noticed as I was looking up Kickstarter stuff that our buddy... Um, Uh, the cats of Ulthar Oh yeah. uh, His his game is now up on Kickstarter. And oh, There's lots
1: cool. of okay.
4: neat
2: little Check things did you, you can get. You did get you little... see this? I did see that.
1: The Unicorn Fever that you talked about on the podcast, they are like, like 538% funded. Wow. Well, like,
2: color oh, me surprised. They're one in
1: 33,000. Mm-hmm. They've got 170,000. They've got 2,702 backers. Dude,
2: unicorns are like the new zombie.
1: Yeah, I mean, but this is all because of it. you. It's all because you mentioned it in your, in your game segment.
2: It's so cute. Wait, what's Look the, at it.
0: What was the cat guy? We, we, uh, you know, Cats of Ulthar.
2: Jeez, right? um, um, no, I just don't, don't. We did a thing. We interviewed him. Uh, I interviewed him. You right?
0: interviewed him. Oh, that's right, you did.
2: Now, yes, his name okay. is escaping me. Can I blame my two sips of beer? His name is. Escaping no, I was just me. wondering
0: if we interviewed in, uh, uh, Dragonfly, but we did not. That was a separate one. There. I, I interviewed from,
2: from him at Gilgamesh Games, uh, Northwest, North Con. Yes, based
1: so. on a story by H.P. Lovecraft. Do they say his, right. do we say his name? Gilgamesh Games, what just, is his name? If just give me a minute. Trenton Payne. See? That's yeah. exactly what I was yeah.
2: going to say. But yeah, you can get, you know, you get your usual, you get your game, or you can get a mention in whatever, depending on how much oh, you pledge. And then smoke. there's like a pine box thing that you can get if you give like, I don't know, 40 bucks or he's something. He's got
1: 7,700 of um, 3,000 pledged. That's because so. it's an awesome yeah. game. Yeah, All awesome his guy. games are awesome yes. games. I've played all three Very of them. Very cool. This looks great. So, this wow. This yeah. looks great. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah.
0: How come we can't do anything that
1: cool? because um, we're lazy.
0: Oh yeah. And we, so we don't have artistic yes. talent. <laughs> we have no artistic talent, do you speaking, have artistic of, talent? speaking of speaking uh, of no, I don't No, I'm That's done. I'm doing with this my
2: segment, thanks.
0: Well, actually, no, oh. not yet. I just wanna do a plug for us. Make sure if you have any suggestions, email us at geeks of cascadia at gmail.com or Facebook us at geeks of cascadia. If there's something else.
1: Instagram, right? Instagram was the way we put up pictures sometimes. We we'll Twitter. follow you if you follow us, we'll follow you.
0: We have a Twitter. That's creepy.
1: Yes, we I do. like following people. I guess. that's what I do. I we follow tweet. people. We tweet a lot. We tweet a little bit. Good yeah. things
2: or constructive things, not mean things. Was no, not really sensitive. The mean things I say is my personal
1: account. <laughs>
2: yeah, if you got something mean, just email still Paul at. So, <laughs> so sorry to
0: interrupt you, but no, I was we done. Always, what? Okay. Well, then I got some more. Oh, I got some more space. Yeah, thing. yeah. Add Fantasy on. the flight previews. A scenario, scenario of epic bowels X-wing set. Now, if epic you've battles? ever seen, not epic bowels. If you've ever seen people play X-wing, it's pretty much one versus one, two squadrons facing off with one another. But what about bringing more people into the fun? That oh. sounds that's chaotic. right. It's a little trickier, but not impossible to help out. Fantasy Flight is coming out with Epic Battles Multiplayer Expansion. Check that out from Fantasy Flight Games. Interesting
1: and complicated.
0: It does sound complicated. Is it
1: three-dimensional or is it two-dimensional?
0: No, it's, it's three-dimensional. Okay. Yeah. I think Donna plays it. Does Donna play it? Sometimes. Somebody plays it, yeah. I, and I think ETX had some tournament.
1: Yes, they did. Yeah. yeah.
0: Also, from Privateer Press, check out they got some new uh, figurines out, apparently. <laughs> Um, in fact, it is for the Riot Quest game. Uh, in New Infernals is what they call it. So Zeroth, Zeroth I hope I got that right. Zartaroth, the Weaver of Shadows. Is that a... Ooh, he looks scary. Uh, maybe we can have a picture here of the scariness. Here.
1: You send me a link, and I, just... I can never find your stuff. Oh, okay. I will send you <laughs> a link.
0: Master Perceptor, Orin Midwinter, Infernal Command. Check that out. So anyway, there's. Couple infernal figures. Check that out at uh, Privateer Press, um, and see what they got. Uh, there looks like they um, they're kind of teaming up with another company, but I can't quite read what that company is. So, anyway, that's all I have.
1: Cool. Who should oh. we talk to first? Oh, go ahead, Rebecca.
2: Well, I just wanted to say that my next podcast board review game thing theme oh, will be nice. um, scary things scary things Why okay well i'm hoping it will maybe pop up on the air around halloween in there. spooky so, but maybe this one will play at halloween and i'll be off uh, we'll, hopefully this be, done yeah
1: next couple days okay so. well
0: let's do the wood guy okay i'm um, kyle you from item woodworks let's let's listen to kyle <laughs> all right Let's go to that. Right. Let's do that right about Phrasing.
1: now. Racing. Hey, nerds. Here we are again, Dragonflight, and we hooked up with Kyle from Item Woodworks. How's hey. it going, Kyle? I'm doing well.
3: How are you all I doing? I'm
1: great. I was looking at your stuff at your table, it's beautiful.
3: Thank you. I'm. Uh there are a lot of people making stuff out of wood and uh, I come from the furniture background so I just try to make things as handmade as possible. So I actually use Mm -hmm. hand planes and hand tools uh, as much as I can.
1: And what kind of stuff do you make?
3: So I make, you know, dice... Boxes, card boxes, organizers for different games like magic or for munchkin or for, uh, Mm -hmm. even dominion. Although that's pretty time intensive because of all those slots. Yeah. There's a lot of slots. But uh, (laughs) dice dungeons, those are a lot of fun. You Uh got to punish your poorly rolling dice. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, I make status effect tiles for maps and minis games so that everyone knows who's restrained or Mm -hmm. who's poisoned. Uh, and I make a hero box, which is a little bit different. It's, um, an old quill pen design from the 14th century so i try to take old world techniques and mm-hmm. bring it to my love of nerdy stuff and you have a dm screen as well do you i don't I, you know I'm, I'm thinking about it i kind of like to do designs that no one has thought about yet yeah because that again comes from my furniture background sure when you make a piece it tends to be bespoke uh-huh. and so i want to make designs that no one has thought of but i don't know mm-hmm. i maybe a, you know Maybe I'll figure out a DM screen one of these days that feels different enough than what another crew is doing. That would be very cool. Where are you uh, located at? I'm a Portland, Oregoner. Oregoner? Yes. Oregonian. Uh, Oregonian. (laughs) I'm a Portland, Oregonian. Okay. Although, in my defense, (laughs) yeah, exactly. For uh, I'm from New York City originally. Okay. uh, Oh. By way of some other places, my dad was an FBI agent, a G-man. Oh. So I moved around a lot. Oh, I bet. So, yeah. yeah, Uh Okay. How'd you get into the woodworking then? Um, I, I mean, it's, it's sort of a family thing. Uh, and I also okay. run around with some... Uh, FBI agent
0: and woodworking. And woodworking. They okay.
3: go hand in hand together. Yes. Everything's got to be just right. Yep. You got to dot the T's and cross the I's when you're investigating sure. somebody. And you got to, you know, it's got to be really 45 degrees and you're, yep. you know, otherwise it's going to glue up funny. So yeah, they're surprisingly similar.
1: There's square and there's not square. Yeah. There's right. no in between.
3: Must be square. <laughs> yes. Uh, and um, I have a lot of friends who make furniture in town um, that I went to school with mm-hmm. and uh, they're all brilliant and uh, anything I didn't know how to do from grandpa or from my dad or, or from my mom that work with wood, I've learned from them. So it's just a community, just like anything else. Okay. Right. And, uh.
0: You said you do furniture stuff. I've been, uh, you know, ever since uh, Geek Sheet kind of went out of business, there's kind of this... Vacuum? Opening, yeah, for for somebody like yourself. But I know it's... There's a lot of companies out there that are still making gaming tables. Yeah. Yeah. Looking for somebody local, though, you know, Pacific mm -hmm. Northwest. I know there's one... We, we're trying to get them on here, but, you know... Yeah, kind of will we'll try, try again. Try harder. Yes. What
3: about you? It is a challenge <laughs> to do a gaming table that mm-hmm. I always love to tackle. So I've made many mm-hmm. a table. Uh, a gaming table, you just have to have an extra well for all the stuff and then an extra top to cover it up when you want to, you know, eat your mm-hmm. mac and cheese on it. Yeah. But uh, I think for a lot of people, the the issue is, is probably price. I mean, it takes sure. hours and hours. So, you know... Uh, a uh, resin table that has a slab of wood and resin will sell for like 11,000 bucks. And a gaming table will have twice the moving parts, right. Uh-huh. right? So you know to make it at a price point that people can afford and yet you can still make a living at, I think right. that's the delicate balancing sure. act of any artist, sure. frankly. So, uh, but yeah, gaming tables are lovely and beautiful. And
0: how long does it take you to just do dice boxes?
3: Uh, well, a dice box, the way I make it, mm-hmm. so I take wood, all my woods are claimed, and it all gets machined to a rough finish mm-hmm. with, with machine tools, like a table saw and a planer. And, uh, but then, uh, all of the finish uh, of, of the work, the miter joint uh, has to be at exactly 45 degrees. And I have a special tool that I use to do that, a hand tool, that will get an exact 45.
4: Mm-hmm, uh,
3: mm-hmm. And I add structural splines to my work so... All those extra details mean about 10 to 12 hours of work for each one. So a lot. I know it gets into the weeds of the wood terms a little bit, but basically (laughs) I do a lot of extra elements that Mm -hmm. other people at a lower price point might not do, but my boxes last forever. Okay.
0: And what type of wood do you use?
3: Um, I tend to work with things that are native to this area, uh, being a reclaimed wood user. So here, a lot of walnut, a lot of Oregon white oak. Uh, I get a lot of cherry uh, and a lot of Dug fir, a lot of um, uh, redwood. And some of those are hardwoods and some of those are softwoods. And, uh, but what I do is I try to just integrate things as much as possible. So, for example, I'll get a piece of wood. It was in a house. It's 115 years old. It has nail holes in it and those nail holes are cool because the metal oxidizes the wood over time Uh so it'll create these really interesting color changes and striations and so it's really about this particular piece of wood what can i do to highlight the beauty of this piece and so that's the challenge i always try to meet for myself with a piece of work is how can i make it as unique as possible and it's usually by as silly as it sounds but listening and looking at the wood and seeing what it's telling me, it wants what shape it wants to be, and then I use it for that.
0: So, what about balsa wood?
3: Um, <laughs> great for model mo- making. Yeah. Great for crashing. Right. Horrible for. Oh, really? Not yeah. very durable. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Not durable. It's, okay, uh, you could yeah. hit it with your fingernails and make dents and stuff. Oh, wow. So, okay. you want something a little bit more robust. <laughs> yeah.
0: So we're, um, you've been going to these different cons, and you're here at Dragonflight. Uh, yeah. Where else can we
3: find you? Uh, I'm often in Portland. You can find me at a lot of Renaissance Fairs. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I should probably plug the actual things that you I'm going to be at. Be right. Should. So And yes. your website. Let's see. Every... I will be at RCCC in September. Okay. I'm going to be at a Renaissance Fair in Hillsboro next week. Uh, and I'm at Geek Girl Con in November. Cool. Okay. I love them. Yeah. A really great place to, to show your end catalog and, and okay. uh, meet people. And uh, yeah, that's, that's what's on the horizon here. And then Crafty Wonderland in Portland, which is sort of like a more craft-focused rather than nerd-focused fair cool. uh, in December.
1: So, and you have a website?
3: I do. Mm-hmm. Itemwoodworks.com And actually, I guess if there's one other interesting thing about my work is uh, I have an Instagram account at Itemwoodworks and mm-hmm. each one of my designs in high D&D style, you can't just Make a box. You got to make a character. So each one of my designs, I have a character, and then those okay. characters voice the box. So on Instagram, I voice the character. They have a background story, and I cool. write as them on Instagram. So, so that's the fun part for me. So you just buy the box, or do you can you buy the box and the dice? You can buy box and dice from okay. me, usually live. I mean, I guess I can sell them to you on the website. But at the moment, uh, right. you got to come and see me if you want to so, get some dice. So here's something
0: <laughs> that I, I've always wondered about, because uh, I know there's a couple of woodworkers out there, but do you, can you get a customized, like... For example, if I'm playing a wizard. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I'm gonna roll a lot more D sixes, yep. right? Because gotta love that fireball. Fireball, right? gotta have so it. So did you design your box like, hey, this is for a wizard, you know? I got the, the, the place where you can put more D sixes than normal. Or... I
3: do think about that. Okay. So custom work is something I do all the time for mm-hmm. people. Anything that's ten inches long can very easily be twenty inches long with mm-hmm. and hold all of the D sixes that you wanna have in it. But okay. oftentimes what I think about is depth. So Okay. I get a lot of Shadowrun players who buy my boxes, and that's a D6-focused game. Right, right. And so right. they'll roll, like, 30 D6. And so my wow. boxes that can hold, they'll be two inches tall, so they can hold mm-hmm. 30 D6s. And then the top of the box mm-hmm. uh, is the rolling tray. So you can literally go right. from one to the other. So, yeah, I do think about that. But in okay. the world is someone's oyster. When it comes to wood, the only... Mm-hmm. Um, The only limiting factor is Mm -hmm. our collective imaginations. So usually it's a conversation for custom work. And uh, as long as both people are happy and Mm -hmm, we look at the sketch-up design I make so you Mm -hmm. can see the box in 3D, then we're good to go.
0: A lot of people don't think about the accessory side of... uh tabletop gaming, but there's a there's a lot of business
1: it's, out there. It's yeah.
3: fun. I love it getting a, accessories yeah. and yeah. stuff. And, you know, yeah. there's nothing wrong with the CNC machine or a laser printer. Yeah, It's just something where I don't have a lot of training in doing it. My training is in hand-tooled work, but yeah. there is a place and advantage for that. So if mm. you can get a chunk of wood and then the robot can etch out, for example, five different uh, channels to hold all of your D6s, then that might be what you right. need, and then that might be the maker that you want yeah. to get something mm-hmm. from. For me, I would actually make different wood dividers, wood pieces, and I would actually plane each of those pieces and put them in. Mm-hmm. So what you get from me is something that would be beautiful, integrated, and mm-hmm. would last for forever. You could pass it down. It's like you become a right. caretaker instead of an owner.
0: So um, now, you got competitors out there, yeah, obviously. Um, but what what do you? What's your product? What what what? Just to kind of sell with the the viewers and listeners
3: out there. What what
0: makes yours? A little more special there. I would like to say else. that it
1: feels nicer.
3: Yeah. Right. So the big difference is usually sanding versus mm-hmm. planing. So I use hand planes and the difference is kind of like when you sand, it's like combing your hair. Mm-hmm. And when you plane, it's like cutting your hair off or shaving your face. Okay. So what that means is uh, you just, it feels more like glass. It just feels a little bit nicer, mm-hmm. a little bit cleaner. Your edges are a little bit sharper.
0: Can you guarantee that you'll roll higher with your products?
3: Of course. I can definitely (laughs) guarantee no money back. No, I can't guarantee that at all. I'm I'm so sorry. But what I can guarantee Uh is that the wood has a story. Okay. And that story is usually a place where it came from. A place where people thought it should be discarded, burnt, or thrown away. And then I take it, I look at it, and I make it beautiful. Mm -hmm. And it becomes a conversation about reuse. And it becomes a conversation about how any type of wood can be beautiful and uh, cherished. So it becomes Mm -hmm. part of your life story. I got this box. Here's the story of this box. And when I pass it along Mm -hmm. to my daughter, my son, Mm -hmm. uh, they will be able to use it and cherish it too and have the story that. of you
0: I, I can see it when I'm 90 years old and go son mm-hmm. son this son. is my dice box yes <laughs> I will cherish it forever father
5: <laughs>
0: I will, all well, of the D20s D20. yeah well that's all I got you guys well, that was great that was it. no, okay. exciting hey, thanks so much well, thank for you. having me yeah. I really appreciate cool. it Great work alright take care so
1: great meeting and talking to Kyle Peace. love Kyle Kyle is a listener oh. yeah Mm-hmm. Awesome. And as Thank I, I be, being a person who comes from, who was a, a, the, the, a long line of woodworkers. Mm-hmm. Um, Jesus goes back to Jesus. It goes back to Jesus. Mm-hmm. We used to build crosses for the Romans. Oh, awesome. Yes. All right. Yes. Back, <laughs> never mind. Wow, that goes <laughs> anyway, <laughs> kind of go on, thick. it's gotten really weird. Uh, anyway, moving work. on. His work okay. is great. It's creative. It's interesting. Mm-hmm. It's, um, it's, it, it's so nice to touch. It feels really good it's to touch. Nice to touch There's Kyle's wood. wood. Kyle's wood feels great in your hand.
0: Okay. Well. Anyway, we also have another person we interviewed, David Gerard. I don't know
1: what his wood feels like. At all.
0: Well, he doesn't do wood. <laughs> no, that's right. No, he does games. So, um, you know, he's been great. Th- thank you, David, for coming on the show. Um, I love
1: talking to David. It's like a maybe, party. I know. <laughs> he actually likes us, which yeah. is kind of nice. Yeah, it's nice. I bought
0: one of his games, too, um, at PAX. Yeah. Battle of the Bards. Oh, really? Yes. So let's play
1: it and then talk about it. Yeah, we should do that. Oh, are you getting the Rick and Morty thing? I don't know. Okay. Should I? Oh, We should do an unboxing.
0: Okay. Maybe we could do I'll that. get it. Who wants to run the adventure, though? Who wants to DM it? I don't even I don't know what Rick and Morty is. What?
1: I don't watch Rick and Morty.
0: What? Wow. Rebecca, all guys. Rebecca, do you and watch Rick
2: and, Rick and Morty? No, but I'm a dumb about, guy. How
0: about
1: this? I will what? buy the box set, and you guys can do an unboxing.
0: Oh, well, that'd be interesting. Except Rebecca, would be like, I don't know what this is. Ugh. If you tell
2: me you're going to do this unboxing, I will just Netflix the sh- stuffings out of Rick and Morty.
1: Okay, I thought. Okay, you haven't watched it, it either. Rick- okay, no. it. I thought you watched it's it. No. Okay. Well, I watch it. Well, it's, um, it's is it the
2: dude? I mean, he looks like the, the Back to the Future guy, but he's cartoon. Yeah, kind of. Mm-hmm. It comes, it comes
1: yeah. out November 19th. Yeah.
2: I'll, I'll watch a few. All right. Okay. I'll give it a chance. I'm okay. always open to. You're
1: probably going to love the- it. Right. Yeah. You probably
2: will. I probably will.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But
0: in the meantime, you can check out David Gerard's. Oh, movie. David Gerard. Oh,
1: yeah. yes. Let's do that. <laughs> now.
0: Okay. This segment of the podcast is sponsored by Dragonflight, a tabletop games convention dedicated to promoting the educational and social benefits of gaming in the Pacific Northwest. Sign up now at dragonflight.org. Now back to our show. Hey geeks! We got a returning special guest, our longtime friend David Gerard. How's it going,
5: David? Awesome, awesome, good man.
0: Now, if you don't remember David, you should go check our previous podcast out. There's uh-huh. a lot of Davids in there. Yes. Um, we've got, and he is the creator of Junk King by Or the Queen, Tyler Sigmund's Crows, and the latest Battle of the Bards. That is really cool. And we have watched David throughout his his tabletop gaming design life. Yes. And uh, by the way, again, this is the guy you gotta follow. If you wanna be a tabletop game designer, Dave's the guy yep. you Yeah,
5: oh, that's nice of you to say. That's nice of you to say. I, I try. I try to try to lead by example, I mm-hmm. guess, a little bit. I, I there's a lot of designers out there and they very often come to me and I just tell them, whatever your instincts are, just go with that and don't let don't let anybody get in your way and you're good to go. Right. Yep,
0: David's also the prime example how you should still keep your day job. <laughs> yes, you're not going to be well, a millionaire right. being a game designer. Yes, <laughs> we
5: have definitely talked about that in the past. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I always tell people that you know I do have a main job, mm-hmm. and but this is a side gig for me. But it is a great side gig, and I make really good side gig money. Right, that's good. Um, and uh, but does yeah. not
0: have health insurance. That does mm-hmm. not have health insurance. No. That is correct. No. Yeah.
5: No, I have health insurance uh, from the job that keeps the roof on, as I call yeah. it. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's the job that keeps the roof on. You always got to keep that job. And I was... Yeah. There was a time,
0: in fact, was it last year, year before, you were talking about... Yeah, I don't... I think my company might be laying off a bunch of people. Oh, right. And I was like, yeah. oh, my gosh. And I, yeah. thought I was like, well, maybe I can hire you because I'm having ah! an opening yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly.
5: Yeah, there's a, it's a weird thing. Like, um, you definitely need to um, temper yourself. You you, know, you need to budget yourself, and you need to be. You need to recognize that mm-hmm. there's not a lot of money in board gaming unless you're, like, at the top of some kind of pyramid. Right. Um, and, you know, the way I kind of treat the people that I work with, I pay everybody uh, that works with me what I get paid so if I if the profit comes in at the end of a project mm-hmm. I then take that money and split it up oh evenly wow. and just give it to everybody on the team that's great so um, wow. I remember when I first came up with that idea my wife said to me well what if you uh, have to give your graphic designer like ten thousand yeah. dollars and he hasn't done two, ten thousand dollars of work and I said yes but if that happens I get ten thousand dollars exactly right yeah, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> so and by doing that um, I, um, you know, I'm creating three or four, six people in some cases um, that are like Mm -hmm. going as hard as I am to try to make this happen and promote the game and everything going. So it's been, it's worked really well for me and I advocate heavily for what I call the pirate ship mentality of Mm -hmm. running, running a game business. Well, and, yeah.
0: and you've been schlepping your products. I've been seeing you at tons of oh, conventions. Sure. I don't think your your wife and kids see you anymore. <laughs> yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, 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 right. Because you were at Gen Con just, uh, well, last Gen Con you yeah, were there. Yeah, yep. Uh, we were following you on Facebook. I like uh, to stalk you. Oh, like uh, you, know you should. I, you even should drive, I know me. where you live, too. I ah, home. nice. Um, so yeah, yeah. I, you're always out there, man. You're, you're working. Yeah. And that's what you got to do, too, if you're interested in game, game yeah. development. You, you have to do that.
5: Yeah, and, and I always advocate as well. You know, you mentioned the family. Mm-hmm. Um I actually bring my daughters with me. They're 11 to 13. And what I do is I essentially set them up as like salesmen, right? And they get to learn that aspect of, you know, seeing the gaming community. And the gaming community is such a great kind of community to have your kids grow up around because everybody's so, you know, very patient and very nice when they recognize like, oh, there's a, you know, a child in the community. Like there's no, you know, people are really receptive to... You know, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. I don't know how to describe this without being really cliche, but, no, um, no. but yeah, everybody's just so nice to my daughters, and, you know, they, cool. they hear the pitches, uh, you know, they, 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 they understand the games, mm-hmm. uh, they play the games with my daughters, and everybody's just so incredibly nice. It's it's awesome to include them in that as well.
0: You know, when we talk to you, um, we've talked to you so many times, but sure. I remember you saying in the way you do your game development, is you, you have... One that you're pushing currently. Yep. Uh-huh. Yes, you have one that you're about ready to do the marketing or Kickstarter. You're yep. about ready to push yep. that out. Yep. and then you have one that you've got kind of the concept on. Yes, right. Yeah, and when we did that, it was when you were doing I think, I think you were pushing. You're just ready to push out. Yeah, uh, Tyler Sigmund's crows. Yep, that's right. Yeah, but that's you're right. trying to sell. You're still selling, but doing by yep, of the Queen." Yep. Um, yep. Now your new one, uh, "Bow the Bards." Bow the yep. uh, Bards. Yeah. Um, you absolutely. were talking about the concept the conceptual one. You were talking about was "Bow the Bards," which is now out now. Yeah. We want to talk did, a little bit. Did, about did, that, that? did
5: that come out at Gen Con? So we got it two weeks before Gen Con okay. started. Yeah, it was a weird, weird thing. We had no idea it was going to happen. Oh wow. Uh, definitely none of our backers knew it was going to happen. <laughs> I kept it a secret because I didn't believe it when the Manufacturer was like, You're gonna get this on July 20th. Oh, and I was awesome. like, Yeah, right. Yeah, but then it showed up, and, and we we're just over the top happy wow. with the quality and how great the manufacturer was. And then, obviously, yeah, then we showed it off at Gen Con for the first time. Very cool, um, did really well there. Universally, people loving this game. Um, and so with Bard's, uh, we short, we shorthand everything. So, with Bard's, yeah. we battle the Bard's. You know, two four players. Um, uh, Battle of the Pards. It is a uh, foundationally, it's a deck builder game, um, but in the game you roll tons of dice. There's 60 dice in the box, um, and uh, but. You know, I kind of figure that everybody loves to roll dice, but nobody likes to roll dice and look down and realize they rolled badly, right? Yeah. So the way that I designed the game is in a way where when you roll, it doesn't really matter um, what you rolled, you kind of have a puzzle that kind of unfolds in front of you. So you just see, like, oh, I got three ones, what can I do with that? Oh, I've got like a two and a three and whatever. And then you really, you figure out what you're gonna do with it and then you basically, you're kind of in a race against other players to win the Battle of the Bards competition by using your dice correctly. In a normal turn, you'll roll somewhere between five to 12 dice. It's pretty normal. And then, of course, cool. picking up like, right. that many dice at once and throwing is always fun yes so yeah um battle bars came about as a uh as a dad pun Uh uh-huh and uh so it's the dad pun that came became Mm -hmm. a game um yeah and it's great i I have a buddy in my game group that loves to roll dice but hates deck builders so Uh i made this game to be like let's see what's (laughs) going (laughs) to happen let let me see you hate this game but he he loves it so and and i noticed
0: you uh you you know, with Tyler Sigmund's Crows, it was a little diversion from your your universe that you've oh, created. Oh, yes, yeah. And you've come, Battle of the Bars comes back to that yes. universe. You know, that's one thing we haven't talked about is that yep. Tessendor uh, universe that you have. Yes. Let's talk about that because that seems yeah. to be your go-to thing. Yeah, and-
5: it's a weird thing. So I kind of very early, um, when we were thinking about this, I made mm-hmm. I made Junking. It was set in the comic book world that Justin made. Mm-hmm. And then we went to Bire of the Queen as our second one. And I said to Justin, I said, you know, um, my artist, uh, you know, if I tell you that 25 years from now we would have, and of course this is really lofty, but this is, yeah. I'm aggressive, so is if I tell you 20 25 years from now you're going to have the Warhammer Fantasy Universe, wouldn't you start working on it today, right? Like, what, wouldn't you do that? Yeah. Anybody in the game industry, you say that to them, and they're like, yeah, I'd start working right now on that. If I knew 25 years from now, that's what I'd have. So I'm not- ready to buy my minis right now and do battle. Yeah, exactly. Correctly. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, let me start. So, uh, so uh, yeah. Spoiler alert. Don't don't look. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. yeah. Yeah. No. No. <laughs> so uh, yeah, we can talk about that in a second. So um, so basically, the Tester Universe was a way that we wanted to make a like family friendly um, uh, fantasy universe that we can build games into. So if we have a game that uh, we want to work on that you know could nudge up against a you know that could use a fantasy theme, we can keep building into the same thing. Um, Justin's art is so great and so whimsical and cute that um, it's really easy to just continue to build into that world as we build new games. So Battle of Bards seemed like a obviously Battle of Bards. Uh, you know it seemed like a perfect way to bring Tessendor back and be like alright let's mm-hmm. just keep the cute uh, creatures coming in cool. so I mean the cover has like this cute badger character I love oh, those cute. I love yeah it. and she's yeah, our like she's badgers. our the badger character is our uh, she's our um, like our uh, flagship character for that so we make okay. pins for her we have it right here oh yeah oh yeah oh, <laughs> oh, I said, for, uh, in post yeah, yeah. Right. no and so yeah so oh no let me see what we got right here, here it is. oh Battle Ooh, so, yeah. so yeah so yeah so we've got the little badger character and of course like little frog guy and the alligator guy and so so yeah in everything that we um, do he does those anthropomorphic uh, creature things really well, and um, and it's just it's just fun to do that, and it keeps it all light and keeps it fun and, and again family friendly.
0: Now you, you you went about the mechanics battle of bards, but yeah. it's like let's talk about like how does it begin? You choose a bard. So what know, happens
5: you're is you're gonna everybody so it's just like any other deck builder, kay. you're gonna start with the same cards everybody else has, Kay. and so your cards are all bards and they're all basic bards, mm-hmm. um, and so much like you do in other deck builders, you kind of want to get rid of those cards eventually as the game progresses and replace them with more. Mm-hmm. What we call veteran right. bards, and the veteran bards have their crazy abilities. All the basic bards just give you more dice when okay. you use them. So I see um, one
0: now. It's like the musician, right? Yes, that's, the musician. Yeah, the... yeah. Right. So
5: we're looking on the website here. Mm-hmm. um So yeah, we've got a musician there, and basically, you can see on the left there, it shows a little four with a little down arrow. Mm-hmm. So that yeah. means that you can put any dice on there that is four below, and then right next to it, you see that it gives you a yellow die. Okay. So yeah, very basic. The, you know, when you start out, the game kind of like it almost. It's almost like the game has a first turn tutorial, right? where it like, right. teaches you how to start the game. You're like, okay, I see, I'm building dice, I'm, I'm creating performances, um, I'm you know, I'm using the dice to fuel everything, and then eventually you start buying veteran bards, and by the end of the game, you're just dropping bombs on each other, like, watch this, blah, yeah. blah, blah, you know, just like you do okay. in things right. like Dominion and things right. like that. Uh, by the end of the game, you're like super proficient in doing crazy stuff. And so, um, so yeah, that's basically the structure like of the game. I always jokingly say that it is a deck builder, but it's more like a deck nudger. Because uh-huh. mm-hmm. you only uh, get rid of or add one card at a time. So in most deck builders, you can mm-hmm. like get rid of whole hands. You can like add, you know, buy multiple cards. Right. But this game is you're kind of marathoning the the, the deck build apart. So eventually, right. you'll get to a um, to a better um, to a better team. Uh-huh. Um, mm-hmm. But it's really about rolling tons of dice.
0: Now, did this? How did you? This this was kickstarted, started. Yep. Right. Yep. Okay. And then you, you had it at Gen Con, which is great. Right, yep. Um, so we talked about you always have one, you're in developing. Yep. Um, What's the next thing, man? So the you next thing... You want to reveal it right here. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. exactly,
5: right, yeah. Okay. So the next one, I'll give you the next one, and I'll give you the next two ones. So, oh, wow, so yeah, okay. yeah. I'm always like yeah, I'm always God, You're just... cool. The other ones just uh, right. folks won't even tell us. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. sometimes... Know? So I have. I do have a couple things I can't tell you, I cannot tell you, because mm-hmm. I literally have a title for a game that like, if okay. I put out in the ethos... It's gonna get snatched up. Yes. Right. Yeah. So I, I can't. I don't maybe get, after I don't this. Even, I don't even whisper that one into my pillow. <laughs> oh, <no. Okay. laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm afraid. Right. I'm right. afraid. Um, so yeah. Uh, <laughs> so um, the next thing we're working on is called Slipstrike. Strike. Um, it's this one right here that we're showing here. Um, basically, yeah. Basically, the box is very uh, like kind of like 1940s, mm-hmm. 1950s style. Mm-hmm. Um, Justin's doing the art one for that one as well. But Slip Strike is a two-player game. Uh, we were both playing assassins, trying to take each other out, and you both have access to teleportation and. Time traveling. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Definitely not in the same I am sold. Yeah, definitely not in the same universe, right? right. Yeah, what's okay. funny is that I have many people that I just say that line. That's all like, I need to know. They're like, yeah, how much is that game? And I'm like, hold up. I even told you what's going on. Yeah. But, but uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, um, but basically... Um, you know, with all the, the events and stuff like that you've told me mm-hmm. you, know, you you noticed I go to tons of events. Do, we have yeah. so many people that come up to us that are couples, mm-hmm. you know, they'd be like, Oh my my husband or wife, you know, they also play games with me. Do you have people do you have a game for two people? Yes. That's, that's how
1: that's how yeah. my relationship works with yep, my wife. We, exactly. We like a game, we go drink a be- drink a couple beers,
5: yeah. But once or twice. Exactly. Yeah. Yep, exactly. And that's so we don't have that game in our lineup. And yeah. so the slip strike fits that bill. Game plays uh, ten to fifteen minutes. Oh, and awesome. I would awesome. actually say I've seen five player, Five mm-hmm. minute games Like if you both Have played the game before Like if you go over Ten minutes That's going to be rare How much yeah. does it
2: spread out Like can you sit oh, at the yeah. bar yeah yeah. You know, yeah
5: yeah Oh yeah 100% Yeah in That's rare. That's, yeah. awesome. that's where we do it yep. Yeah you had me at two yep. players Exactly exactly So this is the whole So I'll just take out Some of the sure. things here But you can this kind of assuming see
2: assuming We have people drinking On either side of us That we uh, don't want yes. to get In yep. the person So
5: what you're doing This is our prototype Right here Wow So this is the board Like those five cards Right there Um and then what ends up happening is uh, I won't go like in super you just detail. Put
2: your beer right
5: in the center. <laughs> yeah, right on top Straight. of it. And then you spill your beer on your components. And uh, yeah, so very simply, you're the, you then each have a hand of ten cards, oh. and you use the cards in this uh, kind of this little cat and mouse style um, game, yeah. where you yeah absolutely, um, where you're basically trying to set up shots, uh, You're setting up strike zones on your opponent while trying to avoid their strike zones. Mm-hmm. Um, and so uh, we've had this game kind of came about as an idea. Uh, this this one and Battle of Bards were the first ones I kind of designed from the bottom-up that started with how I wanted the, the player to feel. Uh-huh. Like I want, so with Battle of Bards I, I wrote down on a piece of paper, like I want to make it feel like when you roll your dice, you're looking at a puzzle, right? Yeah. And I want you to not be beholden to your die rolls, like if I roll, there's no rolling bad, right? The okay. top, top things for the game. For this one, I want people to feel like the game's intensity increases as the game goes on. Okay. And like a movie. Like yes. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. No, that's good. That's actually a really good example, actually, mm-hmm. um, because like at the beginning, Jenga is boring, right? You're like, I'm right. just doing that. That's that's easy. But at the end of the game, you're like, oh, like, yes. every play is it's like, intense. oh, 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 <laughs> yeah. right. exactly. And that's that's what happens with this one. Um, as you take strikes, you lose the ability to to move around the board, and you lose the ability to get to slip out of a potential strike. And then uh, you'll kind of be in peril where we'll be playing the game. And then uh, if I've got like, uh, so what happens is there's teleport cards. You If you take a strike in a zone, then you have to discard a card to, to, to use it as a time travel. And then you have to discard the card permanently. Eventually, wow. you'll run out of the ability to, to get out of it. Okay. So then you're like, you're holding no outs and you're still trying <laughs> to get strikes on your opponent to right. get them... Um, and so you're yeah. Towards the end of the game, it's like super intense. Could you still be bluffing, like your opponent uh, would know that you no, had no? Is is no, because bl- you is actually it a see bluffery. No, it's also? you see what's on the board. It's a lot of like guessing what your opponent's gonna do. I've had a lot of people explain uh, say that it feels like a very complicated version of rock paper scissors, but you like, okay. It's like you're playing. It's like you put down a card that says rock, and you're like. I really hope you don't play paper right now. <laughs> and You're like, oh right, man, right, if you right. play paper right now, I'm screwed. Um, and so, but it's but there's like kind of like four layers. So whatever rock, paper, scissors, Spock. Exactly. Yeah, there you go. Yep, exactly. So it's a little bit like that. That's mm-hmm. kind of what the gameplay feels like. But as the game progresses, mm-hmm. like it gets more critical that you win that round. Um, and uh, there's lots of moves that you can do. And we've and added a lot of like cool ideas around like um, replayability. Um, Yeah, and so we're really excited for this one. This one uh, started uh, playtesting it around May, and this one's coming out really quickly because the game is so simple. It's going to be like six lines of of, uh, instructions. It's going to be a one-shot of rules. And uh, we'll probably do Kickstart this in probably about two months. Awesome. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah, it's coming quick. That great. It's coming, coming, That's Coming quick. one. Yeah. So this one, uh, this one will only be fifteen dollars as well, which is okay. going to be great for, um, again, our library okay. of games, right?
0: So what about the, uh, stretch goals? What do you think about the stretch goals?
5: So we have a bunch of ideas for this one. Um, one of, the, like, obviously you can do component upgrades, right? And, right. um And anytime that we it looks like we can sell enough that we can like upgrade the, the components without, uh, you know, biting us too hard on on actual costs, we'll do it. Um, But we have some ideas around um, additional cards. So like um, the basics of the game is that you only have these three weapons. So as stretch goals, we can add other different weapons and make it so that uh, just to change the game up a lot. Um, You come to
0: their house and play it. That could be a yeah no goal. yeah stretch goal.
5: Dave Gerard comes to your house and eats your food. What's up? I love it. Yeah, okay. exactly. Yeah, stretch goal. Um, the, if we hit uh, twenty dollars, uh, my team will have a pizza party. And we'll, uh, All right. And, hey, and we, we might show you, right. you know, on Facebook. I don't know. Right. So yeah, um, no. But we um, we we do a lot of fun things um, like that as well. But we always try to figure out ways that we can increase stretch goals by. In stretch goals, are looking to. Um, we're looking to. Add more content to the uh, to, to the gamers, mm-hmm. and then also make it so that the game's more replayable. And so as we continue to unlock stretch goals, as we have in all of our games, um, that's what we do. So, so yeah, we're looking for that. Um, but you know, we don't even really know where we're going to be on this one um, because 15 dollars game is weird. Mm-hmm. Two-player games is also like you're kind of nichey. Yeah. Um, so we don't know where we're going to stand on this one. Uh, but I know it's going to be made um, because uh, we're committed to getting it done and getting it out there. so it, Cool. It,
0: it, do you feel a little? Um, a little more at ease because this is going to be your fourth one, fourth or fifth one, and right. yep. uh, um, you feel kind of like old hat. You kind of fresh off this. Now, yeah, right.
5: right? I, so I, I get caught every once in a while when I'm talking to other designers, and this is my this has been my fifth title and my seventh Kickstarter that I've run because mm-hmm. um, I've done a couple for Justin's art, and I have to remember to not be super arrogant about right. it. Yeah. yeah. So and the thing is, is I it's not that I'm arrogant about me. I'm so confident in Justin's work mm-hmm. that. Like, if Justin puts his art on a game, I feel that it will sell. Yeah. Like, that, that, that's it, right. right? And so it's not that I'm super confident in, in my own abilities. It's just that the team that I've constructed, they work so well together that everything we put out is so good quality. It's just, it's a slam dunk almost every time for us. Um, and so I'm confident that we're going to, um, that if we put it up on Kickstarter that we'll mm-hmm. fund. I just don't know how much... But right, I don't know how far we're going to go. Right? have no yeah. right, idea. Right. And, uh, and, and, you know, just getting the game out there is great. I really enjoy having my name on a, a box, obviously. Um, and I just want to, you know, I always jokingly say I'm an artist. I'm an author, kind of, right? Mm-hmm. And I want people to read my book. I want people to look at my art yeah. um, right. and not puke, you know? Yeah. So, you know, and, we could do the forward for you. Geeks of Catskate says, this is awesome. Yeah. yeah. No, yeah, yeah. I need it. We're going we're gonna to need those reviews. So, <laughs> yeah. No, we, um, yeah, we... Uh, we uh, I'm 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 confident. I, I think that's what okay. you're asking, right? It's yeah, like if yeah, you're confident, yeah. yeah. And uh, I am confident. I'm confident in a good way that makes it so that I feel like we can gamble every once in a while, that mm-hmm. we can risk, yeah. and take some risks yeah. and, and, and like go really for the throat on on like right. giving the customers what they want and making sure that they're getting good value. So what's
0: the you, you said you got another two. Yes, this, so you wanna so you, you two said more you willing see willing to reveal it. So. See, so
5: here it is. So we got another one coming called Long Ships. Um, it's a pickup and deliver style game where the pickup part is Vikings rating. Okay. So, you go out and then you raid with your Vikings. You mm-hmm. actually load your boat up. You go out and then mm-hmm. you raid and then you bring all the goods back and sell them. And you're basically in a race against the other Viking mm-hmm. tribes okay. to try to uh, get the most uh, goods and bring them back and, uh, and please yeah. Odin. Is this, uh, oh, so it's away from the, the universe? Oh, yeah, definitely. Way, definitely. So, in this one, we're actually, um, because Justin's not a, because uh, Justin is, has a very whimsical art style right. and he's working on other games for me, we have another artist we're bringing in that's very good with like drawing human faces and drawing them okay. very realistic. So we're trying to do a, a more realistic play on this. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not the original designer on Longships. So that's another game from Tyler Sigmund, who okay. made Crows, and um, and he's a big Viking. Uh, you know, uh, you know he loves loves the Viking mm-hmm. uh, lore, and so I wanted to make this game for him as well, where he can be happy with the fact that we've kind of been as true as we can be to mm-hmm. the Viking lore, um, and then working with the the artist, um, he's he's uh, read a lot of really cool stuff that we can still. We don't make it... Uh, we can keep it inclusive, right? Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, and um, obviously that's a big goal for us, you, us being Seattle sure, lights and sure. everything like that. So it's been great uh, seeing his art coming out, and um, and uh, we're really excited about that one. The, the fun thing on that one is that it's very Tetris-like. Okay. So you have, like, a boat, and then you get these resources, and you have to, like, fit them on your boat. And uh, uh, okay. people really love that part you of it. Do an actual boat? An uh, actual it boat? actually... So it's going to be, like, a two-ply thing. thing. Oh, it's like a... You know those... You know... Uh, remember if you played Scythe? Right where yeah. they have the two ply, and mm-hmm. then you could drop the thing. It was like that. Okay. Yeah, yep. and It'll be like okay. recessed in, and you could like slip them all in there. And yeah, it's fun. All cool. Right. So yeah, and I played that game. Uh, Tyler has been working this game for like ten years, and uh, and he just never got it out there. And I was like, hey, let's let's do it because mm-hmm. I, I like it a lot. So, so
0: where are you on the development? The, the mechan- You get the mechanics all set. Yeah. You're just working on the art and maybe um, some play testing or. Yeah, a lot play- of
5: play testing still, right? A lot. Okay. Of just I I like to get the I like to get feedback from people. Um, I like to hear honest feedback in fact one of the things that I do is I I play my games into Playtest Northwest which is very strong for uh, playtesting your games Mm -hmm. and then uh, when people start to fill out the paperwork for like what they thought of the game Mm -hmm. I like run I run away I I, I, like I step out completely because I don't want them to do the thing that everybody does no one's going to tell you your face like hey I don't like this yeah yeah Okay. they're very good. So, they very so, good at telling me. You might me. be the one out of like about a hundred people. Exactly. Yeah, I exactly. mean, I I don't feel yeah. comfortable doing that. Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: Right. Even right. if even
0: if I write it down that. and <laughs> hand it to you.
1: Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah, it's exactly.
5: Like, <laughs> even handing the paper yeah, to you. Is right. weird, right. I, I give minutes. them
0: surveys after a, we finish a mini campaign that I run. Oh, I oh yeah. And to get back. To ah, that's back. that's yeah. that's smart. Yeah. Yeah, but they're very good telling me I suck.
5: Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah, and so you know I need I need to know that like I need to know that the game doesn't do what it wants to do, and so I very. When I do play testing, I basically say, "This is what you should be feeling. This is what you should feel. This is what I want you to feel." Um, and then at the end of the game, I'd be like, "Well, if I didn't, if I didn't adhere to that, let me right. know, you know." So yeah. you,
0: you know, again, this is your fifth game, yeah. And what at what point do you? Is it more of a feeling or, right. or a certain amount of data where you go, "Okay, that's it. I'm done with play testing. I, I have I've I've redone this. I'm now going to marketing. I'm pushing this out." Yeah,
5: yeah. So, uh, I think that that keys into the last thing I said, which is like when. I'm telling people like this is how you should feel when you play this game. Mm-hmm. and This is what you should get, and then they they say yes. So right? it's okay, like okay. I'm just getting universal. Like yep, yeah, you've right. done it. You've done exactly what you right. said. Like you put this game in front of me. You said this is what's going to happen. I played the game. I enjoyed it. Right. And yes to everything you said. Okay. Right. Have you ever, so have you ever feeling, not right?
2: released a game because right. you never got? Oh, to by that the Queen.
5: By the Queen. Like okay. it. We we had to we had a, like a date for By the Queen. We're gonna put this on uh, Kickstarter in August. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> and then and then we went and uh, we did some more play testing, and people were like, nope and then we pushed it back and we, we did. I think we did like an April one of the next year.
0: Did you ever yeah. have like a mechanic or a rule or something there where you went oh yeah people are going to love this and then people just hated it and oh, did yeah. change it? The oh, app, yeah. you? So
5: here's a story on Battle of the Bards. Uh, okay. Battle of the Bards I was moving a game of Sagrada uh, around and I was like oh my gosh I love this game it's got so many dice in it I'd love to make a game with dice and then it weird like epiphany happened and within 24 hours I made Battle of the Bards and I was like I'm a super genius I've done it <laughs> uh, you know like, give uh, it your you're, you're, you're welcome everybody <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, yeah. Yeah. and then I, I put the prototype together like I was handwriting like oh this is the best mm-hmm. and then I brought it to uh, my team and they were like garbage this is garbage wow. yeah and so I was, yeah, yeah yeah exactly but of course you know that's, that's the, you need that you need right. the humbling nobody makes a game in 24 hours get out of here so um, so but I had mechanics in that that I was like that is this is gonna blow people's socks off mm-hmm. and they were like no. This is not work in any way. See, so right. so that would crush me. Refugger. I guess you got to have a thicker skin. Oh, right. <laughs> uh, yeah. I can, I, you know, my joke is is like that you have to be it. willing to take a punch, and I, I'm, I yeah. got a punchable face. Right. Right. So <laughs> I can do it. I can take punches.
0: So you did it. Okay, so you get the Viking ones. There's one more. You said you had
5: two. So the. Yes. Vikings, what's the other so one? the next one after that. Mm-hmm. Is this the one you whisper in your pillow? No. Oh. So, no, it's so that one <laughs> after that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. I've got it. So we were talking about miniatures games.
0: Yes. Okay. Yes.
5: So so I have a couple expansions coming. So we're going to do an expansion for bards yeah, okay. I'm I mostly bringing it up just because i got to tell you the name of the expansion. It's called No Holds Bard. Nice. Ah. Oh. Okay. Yes, thank nice. you. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. No Holds nice. Bard. Thank you. I thank you. You're welcome. Get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so No Holds Bard. And in fact, in that one, it's going to be a lot more brutal, a lot more like attacking Copyright, each David other. Gerard. yeah David, 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 David Gerrard. <laughs> <Exactly. laughs> um, yeah, And then Exactly. Um, yeah, and then we have a, uh, we're going to potentially do an expansion for Crows. Um, but then I do have a game. I've got a lot of people asking for us to make a miniatures game inside the Tesender universe. We're trying to figure out how to do it without being Ridiculous! We're trying to do something where we're not like, here's a box for 180 bucks. You know, you know. We're trying to do it like in a way that is smart and makes it so the people that enjoy the Tesser universe. Mm -hmm. Typically, we're talking still about families. Again, no family wants to spend 180 dollars on a board game. So, so um, I mean, that's that's a gamer game, right? And and I love making gamer games, but I need to be true to our audience. We get true to the people that um, that really love that universe. So we're trying to make a miniature's game in that. Um, And so we do. I don't want to say Dungeon Diver. Similar to a dungeon diver, but it has a bunch of different mechanics that will make it feel not like a dungeon diver. Oh, kinda of okay.
0: like kind of an RPG type feel to it? A that? little bit, or, yeah. Okay. It'll, it'll definitely
5: have a legacy feel, but not legacy where you rip up cards and stuff like that. So it'll it'll have okay. a campaign like feel, um, but um but not a straight dungeon diver with like lots of miniatures. Okay. okay. Right. Yeah. I'm assuming you're
0: rel- you're probably at the mechanic stage we're at the, the very early right? prototype yeah. phase yeah we
5: don't even have a prototype made for that yet mm-hmm. I have a spreadsheet with a bunch of numbers okay yep totally, totally. and like notes of like right. this is what I want to do and again mm-hmm. I write my notes like this is what I want customers to feel this is how I want them to interact with the game I want right. them to feel this way I want them to say this is awesome I want them to hate this part I yeah want them, like even with Slipstrike, I was like very early on I was I wanted to um, I wanted to uh, reward aggression so people will okay. give me suggestions on how mm-hmm. you can change this game. I just
2: keep loving you more and more. That. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah.
5: So people give me suggestions on Slip Strike, and they're like, what about a card that does this? And I'm like, well, that sounds like a defensive card. And I, I want oh, you to okay. be like, I don't want you to ever be like, oh, I can just sit back and do nothing this round. Like, okay. yeah. it's aggression, aggression, aggression. Yeah. So yep.
0: So basically this game,
5: Yeah. The slip Strike, yep.
0: will either bring people together or yes. cause divorces. Yes, yeah, or both. Okay. You know what's All funny right. though <laughs> is that
5: I thought for sure when I was making a two-player game, yeah. I had, and this is another game that we are working on, oh. uh, but it's for out. Uh, so I had a two-player game that mm-hmm. was asymmetrical gameplay, where one person's a hacker, the other person's an agent, you're working together to like break into a facility and mm-hmm. get something out, and um, and I started pitching that game, and I was working on the game, I was prototyping that game, and then I would talk to couples, and as soon as I would say cooperative one of the two would go, mm, right? You know, like, you know, and then I'd, look, I'd look, and look at me like, what's up? And they're like, well, I like to, I like to, I like to beat my husband up. Like, when we're games. Oh, and okay. I was like, oh, that makes sense. And so then I, I kept getting that feedback over and over and over again. Oh, it was like, oh okay. no, we don't play cooperative games together. Like, at all. We just trounce each other. We just right. pounce on each other See, all the time. I feel like this would be need- a
2: great game for me and my mm-hmm. wife, because right. she, she'd play it, and she'd be like, I didn't, didn't want to hurt you, so I played this card. Yeah. Ah, no, no. no. Yeah, no. To, exactly. exactly.
5: exactly. Yeah. To you got to bring, bring, bring her into the... the uh, aggressor. In yeah. Yeah. That's a way exactly. to You don't want It's like
1: we, when we're at conventions and stuff, we get together, we play a lot of dungeon mayhem while we're waiting, and it is just pound, pound, pound on someone. You just choose somebody, and they get pounded. Yep, yeah, yep. We love it.
5: <laughs> yep. <laughs> absolutely. So yeah. So that's why this game came forward like it did. I, I we have so many people that um that just play two player game or they you know they just have the opportunity to play two player games more right. often. They want to beat up on each other. So. Yeah. Yeah.
0: You know, David. There's one thing that we haven't talked about. and yep. And something Uh-oh. I really love about you. Here no. Comes. Th- this is good. Comes no, it's good. It's good. It's
5: good. Of You're jealous. He's good for
1: plays.
0: Well, I am jealous. Um, I like to think that I, I helped. With that, um, um, yes, yes. <laughs> the fact that you give back. Ah, uh, yeah, so you're I try. With, you're with Playtest Northwest. Sure. and They were telling me how you came back with a bunch of, you know. Oh yes. Stuff for yeah, them yeah, to yeah, find absolutely, out. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So, it, it, the fact that you're helping these other yeah. designers and game developers that you know have these hopes and dreams and and, and turning to sure. Playtest Northwest. And you're there to help them out, and that, I think that's really cool.
5: I try, and you know, I, the thing is, is that when I first stepped into the game industry, I had multiple people do that with me as well. Mm-hmm. All of them, just I mean, everybody's so nice here; it's ridiculous. And uh, and so it's, I mean, you know, if I weren't to do that, then I would be betraying those people, right? Yeah. yeah. So um, so yeah, I mean, you gotta you gotta have a big heart, and there's no, you know, I always jokingly, you know, you meet people that are not like that sometimes that are right. like at my level or above me, mm-hmm. um, and um, and you're like, how do you in your own head, how do you really believe that like if I saw a solid game that you don't sell a game yeah like gamers only buy yeah. one game yeah you know that's yeah. right. come no. that's what I'm seeing yeah exactly <laughs> people Gen Con haul like 300 games yeah. exactly yeah, it's, it's ridiculous so yeah so um, so yeah I I there's no reason why I wouldn't right there's no mm-hmm. reason why I can't be uh, as helpful as I can people come up to me and they say it seems like you have a path to victory here and, mm-hmm. and I say well I'll, I'll lay out my path in front of you you can see it
3: uh-huh. it's probably not right. going
5: to be your path though right yeah. like everybody right. has things they're willing to do and willing not to do and right. things they're not comfortable doing like I'm not saying like illegal things. I mean, things like just yeah. even talking to people on a podcast, right? Yeah. Some people just don't like to do that. Yeah. And so you got to figure out your path to victory. And everybody's got one. Everybody, you mm-hmm. got a path to victory out there, 100%. You just got to find it. I think it helps that you're a salesman. I mean, you're yeah, just good. You love talking to people. I, I love know it. You, you had a game store it. at one point. I, I did. You know, you're really good at
0: that. Yeah. So um, the other decision game developers make yeah, and is. Do they go to a publisher or they they self publish? Oh, yes. You obviously you self publish. You I'm go a, to Kickstarter. I
5: am. I've been called a self publishing evangelist. Yes, more than once. <laughs> a
0: lot of them that we've talked to here, they like they're really nervous about. They're yeah. scared about. And they yeah. want to try to go to a publisher. Right. Why do you choose the direction you choose it?
5: Uh, yeah. Freedom. I mean, I... you know, right? I, I joke. Yep, America. 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 Right here. Right. Okay. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I jokingly... Mm-hmm. I, I tell people this all the time. When people... When you meet people for the first time, they often mm-hmm. ask you what you do, right? Right. And you answer, oh, I'm a software engineer or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I say, I do what I want. Yeah. I, I do what I want. Yeah. And then they go, yeah, you're weird. And I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, let me explain. I mm-hmm. do what I want because I run a... I run my own pirate ship, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Essentially in this little pirate ship adventure I'm doing. And so that freedom is is monstrous and it is True. why I am I'm advocating for self-publishing all the time so when people come to me with their even their titles that they want me to publish mm-hmm. they'll be like oh well, it looks like you're doing good this is a family friend of the game mm-hmm. it would totally fit in your library you know go 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 I'm like you don't want me to do this because I'm just gonna take your money yeah like, I'm gonna take all your money I'm gonna put right. my name on the box uh-huh. and like you've done all this work like yeah. just just go you know just, right. just yeah, push yeah, it a little yeah, bit yeah, further yeah. and you're in you're in um and sometimes It is about being bold enough to make what I call three phone calls, right? Mm -hmm. So you call a manufacturer, if you're the designer, you call a manufacturer, you call a artist, you call a graphic designer, and you're going. Yeah. Just be bold enough to make those three phone calls. And so I, again... It's easier to just go to you. Yeah, right? I know, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and so sometimes you have to kind of, you know, nudge people over that edge and hope Mm -hmm. they can get there. But again, that goes to what I was saying before about the path to victory, right? Mm -hmm. Sometimes, you know, uh, you don't... People don't want to do that, or they, yeah. you know, they just they, they cannot do that for any number of reasons, right?
0: Have, have you given advice to a developer where they made it big? Can you, uh, can you think of anyone? And then you got jealous, like, oh man, no, no,
5: I, no, like, no, no it's I do like, see, I do, yeah. you know, I mm-hmm. we in the gaming community mm-hmm. at like at the level that I'm at, mm-hmm. everybody is so nice to each other. We cross promote for mm-hmm. for no reason. We're just like we're it's like we're all chillers for each other. So cool. in people, okay. when people start blowing out of the park, you, you, my position is always like, I knew it, right? Like right. I, I right. knew that no. that was going to happen. Yeah. Like they'll start their game and they'll, they'll be showing me their game and they'll be like, this is a $60,000 game on Kickstarter. And they're like, no. And I'm like, I dare you. I, I dare you to put this on Kickstarter watch what happens. And then it's yeah. like 85. And I'm like, I told you. Awesome. Like I wow. told you, awesome. you know? Wow. So, okay. so it's not that like I'm advising them. It's more like I'm right. just kind of like near them, cheerleading for them. Right? Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, That's exactly. Cool.
0: Now, do you ever see yourself, uh, leaving the normal job that you have? Or, or you're going to continue this route or you're going right. to join a publisher. This
2: is something about so paying for your roof. So yeah. You yeah. Feel I feel like if you roof. were yeah. in a warm climate and <laughs> you didn't need a roof I and, go to LA. and you were yeah. helping, yeah. You yeah. helping yeah. forever. <laughs> you know what's funny
5: is like I got a buddy that lives in Kentucky and he keeps telling me, he's like, you know, Rents here cheap. You can get a house for like almost nothing, yeah. and then you can make games here, yeah. right next there to you me, go. buddy. Yeah. yeah. So, and again, the, the hot climate, right?
0: I don't want to lose you, though. There's yeah. other, other important benefits. <laughs> <there's> <laughs> yeah.
5: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So no, but um, but yeah, I don't I don't think so. I think that um, I think that the level at which I'm at as far as producing these titles, mm-hmm. it proves that I can do, I can run small teams to, to do great things. Cool. So that translates well into other jobs and it would not be hard for me if I got, if I lost this job or the job I currently have, it would not be hard for me to translate that into something new, right? Okay. And so, and I, I do enjoy the 9 to 5 as well um, just because, the, again, the people I work with wow. um, mm-hmm. and everything. And so, um, this is a great, again, this is a great side gig. I'm making great side gig money but it's not, it's not, it's not gonna I don't know that it would ever unless we had some crazy monster hit. Right. Yeah. Uh, which you know you can't make on that. So sure. um, but we're enjoying the Path of Ron's. So. Okay. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Dave, it's always a pleasure to talk to you. I mean, we awesome. got, this is a full episode. This is very hey, awesome. Thank you very yeah. much. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely. All right, and uh, hopefully we'll see you again. You're gonna go at Pax West, I'm sure. I will be at Pax West, I'll be All at right. Pax
5: Unplugged. Okay. I'll okay. be at OrcaCon. All the things. That's why we love you, man. Yeah, there you go. All right. <laughs>
0: All right, David. Thanks a lot. Thanks, man. Good yeah, luck on this
5: next one. Absolutely.
2: I like that guy. I like that David Jarod I love that game. That Slip Strike. I want to uh, get that.
1: Yes, I can't. Well, do Slip Strike now, want please. That. Just, just put, get it done and put it out. I really want to play please, this game.
0: David. Please. She's always thinking of new games, man. Yeah. Always. Yeah. Always. What's, and he said how, he'll how remember you? us if he gets famous. Yeah. Well, he's already famous. He In my book, he's famous.
2: How do you get that kind of brain that does
1: I, that? It was, that's yes. That's creative. I don't know. Energy. Just you just, get, you just get after it, I think. I guess some mm-hmm. are
2: players and some are designers.
0: Yeah. Well, I guess and and mm-hmm. other losers do podcasts.
1: Yes, that's right.
0: That's us. Yep. Yay. Bye. Thanks for
1: watching and listening.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you. We appreciate uh, it. Tonight's D&D night.
1: It is. It's back to you being it DM. It is back to me.
0: Tell us about your. You've been. How have you been doing? <gasps> love, what have you been doing? I
1: love always well, DMing. It was super fun. Um, we he needs had, to work on his voices a little. Sorry, I need to work on my voices it's a little okay. bit. Uh-huh. But fine. we haven't really encountered too many people to talk to. Actually, you're
0: running the Essentials kit, right?
1: I am. No, I am doing um, oh. the starter set. Okay. And I'm gonna. I'm gonna hopefully mix in some things from the Essentials adventure. Uh, but um, right now we're just kind of. It's like our second thing that we're doing. Period. Um, I, need, I need players that are willing to look for um, hidden doors a little bit. <laughs> that would help a little bit. This fun. I've never been a cleric like before. A, I was um, able to
2: bless people here, and yeah, everyone's there doing something can. a little bit yeah, weird. Unlike you, to help. I yeah. know. I know. It felt. It
1: felt good. Of just Smash, smash, God. Rebecca, smash. I,
2: I, and I smashed a bit too. You did. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Clerics are awesome. fun. Awesome. It
1: was super fun.
0: We we should do a review.
1: Sure. Yeah. I mean, you've read you a Do you have
2: them. any printouts or handouts uh, I, Yes,
1: I have <laughs> going to be a pop quiz. <laughs> no, it was like, oh, no, this is an adventure that came out in t- 2015.
0: It's okay. We've done a few. White Plume Mountain came out like well, in the 80s. It, Yeah, but
1: it was re-released as, as, a, as, a fifth, as a fifth edition. Yeah,
0: a little bit.
1: I mean, yeah. update a little bit. Sure. We could, it's like, yeah, yeah, we're, yeah. we're just barely into it. We're like level two. Yeah,
0: I haven't played yet. Yeah, you haven't. I will. And
4: I think
2: they, when the other you have a Steve, character in there, is that correct? It's yeah, a tabaxi son or yeah. something.
0: Yeah, he is didn't even tree, know it. Tree climber, meow meow. I was I like, "Are we gonna... sexy Tabaxi?" <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I like cats. I like bards. Yeah. Why not play a cat? But now
1: bard? we're back to your thing. You're just creating yourself out of whole yes, cloth.
0: Yes, that that's, that's gonna be really on DM Skilled win. Oh. Soon. <laughs> Soon. And I'm going to make so much money. So much. Fact, I'm going to make podcast Yeah, money. exactly. Yeah. That's right. It's
1: like, pay what you want. That's
2: right. <laughs> Does that mean we're all going to raise?
1: Yes. <laughs> yes.
0: Nice. Hello. Awesome. <laughs> I help my friends. That's right. I we're... lift lift all boats. <laughs> <laughs> and then sink them. <laughs> well, I think that's it for our show. I don't yep. think we have anything else. I don't think so. so, so I, by, by the way, yes. everybody
1: who listened and watched the last episode... We had a big bump in the last episode. We did. Thank you, everyone, so much. We don't know why. No, but thank you. Did you mistake us you. for something else? Yes. <laughs> this isn't Vlogbrothers. Right. Um. <laughs> oh, a big
4: bump! I didn't yeah, did not know what the
2: hell. Yeah.
1: Oh yeah, we had a lot of listens and views yeah. on the which was thank you so much. Because we're Please, awesome. if right. you're still watching or listening, like and share and review. How do you
2: know it wasn't one crazy person watching we us fifty really. times? We don't really. We don't know. But crazy there was. Like there's one awesome person fan. in
0: Henderson, North Virginia, who's been listening to twenty of our episodes so far. Thank so you. Thank you. Keep listening. By the way, please, please look at me. Look at me. Dude, dignity, man. Please no, I'm I'm see they're, they're listening. I'm very desperate. I'm very desperate. <laughs> please rate us on yes. iTunes or Google Play. wherever you? Rate us. I said rate.
2: Well, you're an check, <laughs> check
0: just rate us five stars. If you didn't like us, you can say bad things, but give us five stars.
1: And okay. Kyle and David, please share this on the inter- on the yes. internet things.
0: It helps. In <laughs> <laughs> the social medias. Yes. It gives us good feelings. I yes. Guess. It makes us feel it good. this warm feeling, like, like 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 from
1: this beer that I'm drinking.
2: You can make three humans mm-hmm. feel good. What you drinking there? I am
1: drinking a Kung Pao stout from Stillwater Artisanal. It is a, it is a little bit spicy. It's really good. Hmm. Not quite chocolatey. I may try it yet. Now that I'm in. Yeah, the, it's a little bit spicy. I
0: have no idea what I drank. It was we are drinking,
2: drinking the Transporter. Transporter. Uh, but I can't Ooh, remember where it's from. Nice. Did you catch that on your? Um, I don't okay, well, remember where it's from. brewery.
1: Okay, well that never. it And, of course, we are here at Around
0: the Table. Thank you, Tim Morgan. Thank you, Tim. Thank you, Nick. For uh, having Gwen. come back here. And Reese. Tim, Nick, Gwen, Reese. Yes. Well, with that, we've got a game to do. That's right. So embrace the nerd, and I hope you make that saving throw. Oh! This podcast is brought to you by OrcaCon.